Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. Okay, this is uh, Bo Nikoi, and we got Dr. Blue Schneiderjohn here with us today. This is take two. Uh, we had about a 20-minute conversation that just got deleted. We had a great conversation. Yeah, a great conversation. Uh, so if you, if you guys don't take anything away from this, just know that we talked about it in the one that got deleted. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk about uh, fats today, dietary fats and processed fats. And I think this is one of the bigger things that is not understood and I think is one of the most important things that needs to be understood about our diet. So we're going to let Dr. Blue take over on the history of the history dietary of fat. fats. Well, one thing that you asked me on the previous one, Bo, uh, <laughs> that I thought was important is, you know, what is my biggest takeaway? And I think... Um, the thing I've learned over the past few years is fat doesn't make us fat. And uh, I hope today that you'll leave um, this podcast with understanding uh, what, what are healthy fats and that having fat in our diet actually, as particularly healthy fats, is, is essential. Uh, with that plug, I wanna kinda, I wanna discuss yesterday, uh, Dr. Bo and I had our cardiac coronary calcium scores it's a ct and but what 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 is what does that what does that test do yeah so it's looking for uh, calcifications in the uh, the heart you know what what every everybody worries about you know do i have some kind of blockage or something going on in my in my heart or any other vessel that may cause sudden death or a heart attack or things of that nature so it's giving you insight um you know, pre-event, like obviously I haven't had a heart attack, uh, but you know, what is my risk? And so it, it looks at that coronary uh, calcium and then kind of gives you a risk of, I think it's a 10 year or 15 year risk profile. 15 year. Yeah, so it looks at how much calcium you have and then it spits out a number saying, well, you're, you're at 30 times higher rate in the next 15 years of having a heart attack or you're, uh, or if you're on the, on the good end of things, you have, you have no risk Pretty in the next zero. 15 years. Um, so basically looking at how much calcium you have in your artery, what's your risk of having a heart attack, what's your risk of having an event, and uh, you know you can base your lifestyle choices off of that. And so both of us yesterday uh, got a score of zero. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> um, which zero means no calcium, uh, zero, pretty much zero risk, which is we were high-fiving after that. I did really a cartwheel and I can't do a cartwheel. <laughs> well, and one thing I was thinking about last night is this, we're gonna talk about this today, but you know, whenever you see that calcium in those coronary arteries, that's, that's chronic inflammation that has eventually done damage and ultimately causes narrowing of those arteries, which then subsequently one day can cause a heart attack. And so, um, one thing that my wife and I talked about last night is I'm, I'm actually must be doing something right. So your wife said that she did. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, give credit where credit is due. <laughs> uh, and and the, the the reason that was a, a big deal for for Dr. Blue and I is um, 
over, I'd say for the, the past five years for me, probably over the past year and a half, two years for Dr. Blue, um, we, you know, I've added a lot more fat back to my diet. Up until about five years ago, I was kind of following the conventional wisdom out there in the health and wellness world that uh, you need to cut fats out, you know, listen to the cardiology society that all of our heart doctors, you know, kind of follow telling you to eliminate saturated fats and all kinds of fats and go vegan and uh, things of that nature. So I went the opposite direction. Uh, so kind of swimming swimming uh, in the wrong direction. Um, and uh, even my wife along the way kind of gave me a hard time about how much fat I was eating, but I was feeling good. My mental clarity was good. My body composition was good. I lost fat, I maintained muscle. So, you know, on the on the, the physical aspect of it, you're like, okay, well, I'm, something's, something's working. But then in the back of your mind, you're still thinking, well, I'm eating a lot of fat. You know, society says I shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. um, and what we want to get through with this podcast is, yes, there are bad fats, uh, but the majority of, if you kind of listen to what we're talking about, uh, if it's if it's a natural fat it's and it's not processed, it's probably, probably one of the better things for you. Um, so getting that score and knowing where I'd been with my diet was was a, a, a big stress reliever. Like yeah, okay, validating. That, yeah. So I I, I did I, I didn't do any detriment um, uh, by by moving this way. Um, so kind of big picture, there's a few subcategories of fats. We got saturated fat, mainly comes from animals, mainly very natural. Uh, so you know, it, to me, if it comes from the earth naturally probably a good thing for you um now i don't some of the drug users out there might, might take that a different direction but uh you know to each their own uh but we're, we're specifically talking about nutrition and diet here um and then you have monounsaturated fats and then you have polyunsaturated fats and then you have extremely polyunsaturated fats and i'm probably categorizing these wrong but um the the level of the level of manufacturing required to make some of these fats, like you, you can bet your bottom dollar, if it takes a lot of a process to produce it and put it in your mouth, it's not going to be healthy for you. So let's kind of jump into uh, like highly processed oils, mm -hmm. uh, which are in everything we eat, right? Even those health foods you think you're eating, even in that salad that you think is part of your New Year's resolution, you know, the dressing you put on it, the the um, the the stuff that you're sautéing your 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 vegetables in now because now you've moved to a healthy vegetable diet and uh, you're you know you're searing some chicken and and oils and butters and so let's you know kind of go through the processing and what that means. Um, so I want to throw out can I throw out the history? Yeah, of for where sure. We, of where we got to. to we this we had point. that on the podcast that got deleted. Yeah, great. Uh, so let's go through it again. Great yeah. history. Uh, so one thing I do I didn't add on the last podcast that. A book that you know, if you're like, man, I, I listen to these guys, but what should I be eating? This is confusing. Uh, so I've been reading um, Dr. Mark Hyman. Uh, what the heck should I eat? Awesome book. Uh, it goes through just debunking uh, that fat makes us fat, that saturated fat is unhealthy for us, and just dives into these vegetables and all this that we're going to talk about today. And I've just been sharing with my patients today, if there's one thing, one book I wish I would have had two years ago, it'd been this book. Uh, because he goes through the science, uh, current day science of what really is healthy. Um, so history, and I think this history plays a, an important role in understanding why as America we're so unhealthy. And unfortunately, um, 
uh, I think there's a lot to learn from history. I think we're seeing this currently, and and even with COVID right now, it's it's okay to 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 look at science and ask questions. So I'm going to just sum it up. Back in the 1900s, um, beef fat was real expensive. So what they started doing is adding cottonseed oil to the beef fat. Ultimately, that's kind of the early margarine, a kind of manufactured butter-like material. Um, well, fast forward to the 50s. We started seeing lots of heart attacks in the world or in, in America. And a guy named Ansel Keys, who was a uh, physiologist, did a study and basically is called a seven uh, country study. How many countries did it start out with? Should have been 22. 22, yeah. He uh, left out some important data to make it look like he wanted. But basically it showed that the more saturated fat a country consumed, the more heart attacks it had. But in retrospect, that data, given history, they went back and really looked at the data and he had manipulated it. Yeah, so kind of big picture, he initially looked at 22 countries and their saturated fat intake. And uh, being a poor scientist and uh, not seeing what he wanted to see in the majority of those countries, he focused on the seven that supported his hypothesis. Yeah. Which if there's any scientists listening, that's not what you should do. Well, and, and here's what's sad about it is it started our country down a road that ultimately today, a lot of our obesity and health problems is because of this gentleman. And yeah. his and his studies and and a lot of scientists along the way were raising their hands saying this is not I don't agree with this this is not what I'm seeing but they kind of got sabotaged. Well, two big things crushed. there. Two two big things early on uh, that he got he was involved with the government, um, so he had a he had a financial motivating reason. He was making all the the rations for for the military. Yeah. So uh, uh, K rations is it called? Was it called K yeah. rations? Yeah. So that's for keys, keys rations, yeah. that, that's what every, you know, if you were on duty in the military overseas and you had that little pack of food in your backpack that was a K ration, well, Ansel Keys was in charge of that company that made that. And so he had a, a bit of a financial uh, inclination, but also the American Heart Association early on Started partnered with him. That and endorsing uh, what he was saying based off this seven nation study, which now we know was a very flawed study. Uh, so it, it grew, like it was one man's idea and it grew uh, and was supported by some key factors in our country, the government, the American Heart Association, among others. And, and it led to the food pyramid. Yeah, the food pyramid. So yeah. back in the seven, 1977, Congress endorsed kind of this philosophy of low f- fat's bad, we need to eat low fat. So we created the food pyramid, which we were talking early in our other podcast that uh, basically I grew up um, eating, I can't believe it's not butter, uh, margarine, Crisco. Little, uh, little Debbie's, low fat snack wells. You can eat all those you want. Skim milk, fat's bad, so we took all the fat out of milk. Um, and what ultimately happened, we, we started eating all these processed carbs in, in replacement of fat. Uh, because we thought fat was gonna make us fat and unhealthy and heart attack, and boy, we were so wrong. So here we are today, kinda now the science says, no, that's all That's all wrong. So fat is good, particularly healthy fat, and that's what we wanna leave today, is what's healthy fat and what's unhealthy fat? Let's start with unhealthy, okay. right? So uh, 
the majority of what you're eating right now is unhealthy fats, right? Uh, that's pretty pretty clear to say the average American eats a lot of unhealthy fats. So let's talk about why they're unhealthy. So I saw a statistic, 80% of our fat in our diet today in an American diet uh, is from these unhealthy fats. Okay, so let's start, what are, what are these unhealthy fats? Yeah. So I think the number one culprit is we're gonna deem it uh, vegetables, yep. which are polyunsaturated fats. And this is what you know Ansel Keys and everyone thought was very healthy. So we replaced animal fats, a lot of the saturated fats, with these polyunsaturated vegetable oil fats. The problem is, and I'm gonna I'll list kind of the ones, and you can, if I forget some, but soybean oil, these are the bad ones. Soybean oil, corn oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil. Peanut oil. Peanut oil. What other one? You had another one you threw out oh, there earlier. Well, I don't wanna bring that website up, because that's okay. when I clicked on it, that's what <laughs> crashed our last one. I think grapeseed oil was in Gra- there Grapeseed, and then uh, rice bran, yeah. rice bran oil. Um, so you know they they take these excess products that are farmed around the, the country, put them through a highly processed technique, and produce this end product. And the real the real hard thing here is is how they label it, how they package it, how they advertise it. Uh, first of all, the, the using the word vegetable is pretty criminal, right? Because it's healthy. Yeah, you think oh well, it's vesh, vegetable oil must be must be good for me. Everybody every doctor in the world told me that I need to eat more fruits and vegetables. So, you know, if I get this compressed vegetable oil, it's gotta be good for me. Um, and the other tricky part is they'll, they'll tell you what, what's good in it. Like, you know, canola oil, they're, gonna, they're only gonna tell you about the omega-3s that are in yeah, there. Yeah. But what we want to talk about is the, it's the ratio. Mm-hmm. How much, and where we're, we're heading, where we're heading this conversation is talking about your omega-6 versus omega-3 Profile. So they're both essential fatty acids. You need both of them to survive, but each one of them has its own pathway to be digested and broken down in the body. Omega sixes lead to inflammation, mm-hmm. which you know leads to all the medical problems and obesity that we see. I mean, it's not the only culprit, but I'd say it's a really big part of our health problems. And then omega threes lead towards anti-inflammation. Mm-hmm and antioxidation and cleaning up all the bad things that the omega, the excess of omega-6s do. Um, so it, when, you, when you look at a canola oil or a peanut oil or these things that we're saying are bad, manufacturers and restaurants are gonna tell you, no, no, they're good, they got omega-3s in it. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's like saying the cow's grass-fed, right? Because he ate one blade of grass when he was a little kid. Um, so it's all about the ratio. How much six to how much three? And that's what you want to know. Yeah. Right. And we're going to, one thing, can I back up real quick? Yeah, far away. On talking about the processing of these oils. Uh, so there's a good video if you're interested. It's on how canola oils made. And so these seeds that we're talking about, like soybean and corn and canola, they're all small seeds. And it's the process of extracting the oil that makes them so inflammatory. They use a bunch of solvents, uh, a lot of organic, uh, unnatural compounds that, or when I say org- unnatural compounds that extract the oil, and that's why they're so inflammatory. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to, that we talked about on the last podcast I wanna include, so you, where are these oils? In everything. In everything, what do you yeah. mean by everything? 
your salad dressing, your you, protein bar, your premier protein shake, your spam, your Vienna sausage. What about Chick-fil-A sauce? Chick-fil-A sauce. Man. It's in everything. We can't we can't demonize Chick-fil-A sauce, man. So I, I encourage any patient to pick up anything out of a box, uh, out of a package, and, 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 and there's gonna be the top three ingredients in anything that's processed is usually wheat, sugar, and vegetable oil. Disguised with some names. Yeah. Right. They're hard to understand what, yeah. what you're what you're eating. Um but they're ubiquitous. And I think you have to really understand this to avoid them. Yeah, I think that's, that's actually a good place to, to, to stop and unpackage a little bit is, uh, you know, once one of these things gets the, the you know, the, the kimonos open and everybody knows it's bad for you, they change the name of it, right? So up until about, what, eight years ago, it was labeled as high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Well, then every mom in the world got wind of that, that label and so all of a sudden, high fructose corn syrup went away, right? It's, it, it, you don't see that in your Dr. Pepper anymore, do you? They changed the name. It's still there. <laughs> it is still there, right? So, you know, anytime as Americans we figure out that something's bad for us, manufacturers, because it's all about profit, and I'm not demonizing capitalism here, but you have to be, you have to be a savvy consumer. Uh, so, you know, what, I, what I'm pointing out is anytime they, we figure out something's bad for us in our diet, they just change the name of it. Yeah. Uh, and then it, and then it goes to canola oil, and then for a while they tell you canola oil is good for you, but then that gets exposed. So then they changed it to it's natural pressed canola. Oil. Yeah, expeller. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they got a really weird name for it. Expeller pressed is that is that, is that what you're referring what to? It is, yes. It, so they they add some fancy words to it, and now you're like, wow, it must be good for me. Must it's a fancy good. word, yeah. you know. But it's all it's all you know, wolf and sheep's. I, I forget that quote. Yeah. Uh, a wolf, wolf in sheep's, sheep's clothing. clothing. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I, I want to, you mentioned the omega-6s, omega-3. So one thing we talked about in the previous recording was kind of just big big picture. So these fats, you have saturated fat, okay, which has all the all the carbons have a hydrogen with them. Yeah, can't, okay. no, more, no more room at the end. So what are examples of saturated fat? Coconut oil has a lot of saturated fat. Palm meat, oil. Yeah. Uh, meats, a lot of meats have, uh, all animal meats have a lot of it, but it's not exclusive just to animal meats. They have some monounsaturated and polyunsaturated. Um, but it's dairy, the ratio. Dairy, yeah. butter. Uh, then you have this monounsaturated, which there's one carbon that has a double bond. Uh, example, uh, olive oil, big, big monounsaturated, and uh, avocados one, too. Mm-hmm. And then what Bo was talking about is these polyunsaturated, there's a category called the omega-6 fatty acids and omega-3. And you're talking about the omega-6 are inflammatory, the omega-3 are anti-inflammatory, but both of them are essential in our diet, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you wanna dive into the difference on the ratio and let's talk about that? Yeah, for sure. And so we were mentioning a little earlier that uh, it really comes down to the ratio of how much you're eating. Uh, so omega-6s are in everything. Uh, so if anybody's supplementing, like taking a, a fish oil that doesn't doesn't really uh, talk about how much, you know, DHA, ALA, uh, I forget, I forget all the names. Yeah, all the names. And if they're not making a differentiation, you, you don't know what you're getting. Uh, so, uh, 
man, I'm struggling. There's so much here. I'm struggling to like uh, define the, the conversation. But the, the big picture here is you've got to be conscious of the, the ratio. And I, I know it's hard, it's hard to like write down in your notebook, I ate X amount today. Like nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the reason I checked that lab. It's good. You don't know. Um, does, does your doctor, does a, a routine doctor out there, primary care check the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio in most patients? No, number one, insurance doesn't cover it because uh, mm-hmm. they don't want you to be healthy. And number two, most I'd say the majority of doctors don't even know about what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Which I, mean, I think is, is probably an extremely important thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Because of the inflammation. So, you know, it's inflammation causes all of our medical problems and, and since we've recorded two of these and one got deleted, now we're not remembering what all we've talked yeah, about we've already talked and what we haven't. COVID and inflammation. Yeah. We'll jump yeah. into yeah. So it's all about how much inflammation it creates. And so if you've got a lot of omega-6, your inflammation is going to go up. If you're not eating a lot of omega-3, there's nothing to fight that inflammation because the uh, omega-3 is what fights the omega-6 breakdown. Um, so it's about the ratio. Um, and man. So I want to go back that ratio. So we, we talked a little bit of history of this ratio. So, you know, let's take, let's go back 300 years. The, the ratio in a person's uh, life back then was usually one-to-one, which means equal amount of omega-6 to omega-3s. And that makes sense, because if you're gonna have anti-inflammatory, so if you're gonna have good and evil in the world, you probably want about 50% of each yep. to balance it out, right? Yep. Now in America, it's, uh, that, that ratio is anywhere from 10 up to 20 to one. So it's a lot more omega-6 in our, in our diet and in our fat tissue than the omega-3. And that's why we're all living in a pro-inflammatory state, which is not good. That's what causes the heart disease. That's what causes the Alzheimer's. That's what causes a lot of our autoimmune problems. And so correcting Cancers, that ratio, yeah. correcting that ratio is real important. Yeah. So, so why, why in America has our diet went off? How have we gotten to this point of this ratio being so off? Uh, to me, it's finances. Um, number one, uh, number two, unawareness. We we nobody knows about this. Um, we only know about it because the small circle of people we listen to, which probably makes us conspiracy theorists. But everybody strike that. Don't worry about that. Uh, uh, we're right here. Uh, but I think number one, finances. Um, you know, we look around the country right now. There's a lot of cows. Uh, mm-hmm. And but you know, 100 years ago, 150. 150 years ago, there was not. And so the price, you know, as you were saying, the price, the prices went up. And so producers wanting to make more money uh, started blending and manipulating uh, ingredients um, for number one cost, but number two, they want you to eat more of it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then the it compound that with the unawareness that uh, this stuff is actually causing the problem. Uh, that's to me, that's where where we ended up here. Well, and I'll speak at it from a farming standpoint. Um, that So back then, all our animals were grass finished. Okay, they were out on the, you know, out on the field and then you'd then slaughter them and eat your, um, you know, your cow, um, whatever it was. And so- So but what's the ratio of omega-6 and omega-3 in grass? So on a grass finished uh, beef product, that can be close to one to one, which is what we should have. Yeah where now a lot of our, all our cattle, most of it is finished in a feedlot. And when you finish, when you feed them corn, um, it changes that ratio anywhere from 10 to one and it, it can get as high as 40 to one, which 
that's in America all our, it's the way that we've been raising our, our cattle uh, or, or any of our uh, food products. Uh, for example, dairy uh, used to be, you know, grass, Dairy cattle were grazing, um, and then the milk had a really good omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. Now that's a very now, not like it, not like it used to be. Um, and then you take these processed foods. Uh, they have all these vegetable oils, which have a really high omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. And and what what we ultimately have is is in our body a lot of inflammation from eating that way. Mm. Can you lose weight when you're inflamed? No. So this is, we were talking about, this is an interesting thing, a study that they did, and they looked at the this omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, and if it's one-to-one, okay, um, those, and they did this, this is a mice study, but basically the the mice that had the, the normal ratio um, they burned a lot more calories. Their metabolism was a lot higher. Their inflammatory state was a lot lower. And the more you went up from, say, four to one to twenty to one, the worse the metabolism got. And um, so it's like it's like looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger in like bodybuilding days versus Arnold Schwarzenegger that's vegan. If any, if anybody googles that picture, let us know what you think. It's amazing that just this ratio can affect how your mitochondria how much energy they can burn. Um, and so we see patients every day, we check their metabolism, and we've always wondered why. You know, I always thought it was muscle mass that affected it, but I think this ratio has a significant impact on a person's metabolism. Yeah, so we talked about that in the podcast that got deleted, so that's, I think we're, we're not addressing it because we forgot it got deleted. But uh, the your mitochondria, the little small little organelles in each cell that, that actually help you convert nutrients into energy. Um, so when we when we get overweight and when this ratio we're talking about gets out of whack and you got a lot of omega-6s, you got very few omega-3s, the electron transport chain, which is what moves the gradient, uh, man, we're using a lot of nerdy words here. Uh, when it when it basically screws that up, like the the mitochondria loses the ability to to efficiently make energy, right? So, uh, and this this like just hit me like six months ago. Like I, you know, when we would check basal metabolic rates, uh, so you come in and we tell you baseline, this is how much your body burns. Like if you did nothing during the day, your body's going to burn this much energy. And this is how every dietitian in the world ever did their their math. Like, all right, well, say I'm burning 1,400 calories, but I'm going to walk five miles a day, so that's 500 calories. So now I'm at 1,900 calories burned for the day. And if I want to lose 10 pounds over the next year, I need to be at a hundred to 200 calorie deficit, right? So it's all a mathematical equation in the eyes of most people that guide health and wellness. I say that's screwed up. It's not, not, there's no truth to it at all. Because I think the bigger issue is not that you're not burning energy, it's, it's that you're not making energy. And we see this frequently with our patients. I, you know, I want to exercise, I want to be active, I don't have the energy. Right. Yeah. And it's it, and that's when it flipped in my brain. I'm like these probably these people have a problem making energy, yeah. right? Because if we have fat in our body and we all do, I mean, there's like that like three people in the world that are like one percent body fat and don't have the ability to turn to fat for energy. But that's not the majority of us. We have plenty of energy. It's yeah. there. There yeah. is energy on your bones. There's energy everywhere. 
we can't use it. So uh, that's awesome, Bo. Uh, two things that came up that I remember. So they did a study on mice and they changed the ratio, this omega-6 to omega-3. And when the mice, when it was close to one-to-one, they're very active, they were running around, but when they got it to really high and out of, out of whack, they, were, they didn't wanna move. And, and it's all about this energy thing. Another thing, and I credit Dr. Shanahan with this, is when we have these pro-inflammatory omega-6s in our fat tissue, which right now in America, 80% of are the fat we consume is these types of fats, that when our body, we need energy, and our cells go to extract that energy from the fat tissue, it's so pro-inflammatory that it can't be used. And what it, what it does, and I was stuck in this cycle before I went through kind of this, this health phase, is it then your body has two fuels it can burn. It can burn carbs or it can burn fat. And when it can't access this fat for energy, it has to turn to the carbs. And so I think it creates in a lot of us this dependency upon always having to consume carbs and, and we become dependent on carbs and, and, and we can't burn the fat in our body and that's what causes us to go down this vicious cycle. It's interesting, right? So it's I was just thinking, I was just thinking about this. Uh, you know, you know, it, it, the, if you could point out to one day a year where you get the biggest bomb of omega sixes, what day is it? Oh, it's either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving. What gets blamed for all that lack of energy after you eat oh, Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we those, always say tryptophan. Those tri- which is tryptophan and the turkey yeah. taking you down. Maybe those omega sixes. It is. You're getting an omega six bomb, right? Because yeah. you got can of can of casserole, you got everything cooked in vegetable oil, yeah. like everything. Crisco, Crisco. Oh yeah. man. So at this this last holiday, uh, I was at, at home, and I purposely didn't eat the turkey. I'm like, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Is it the tryptophan, or is it all the other stuff? And I couldn't move after eating my big Thanksgiving dinner minus the turkey. So it's not the tryptophan. It's the, the omega-6 bomb. I think it just like temporarily paralyzes all energy production. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. It's fascinating. Huh. Well, and I think here's, you know, I'm going to speak from personal experience. So I was eating all these fats. And how do you break that cycle? And what I hope I think we pass on today, the, the way that I got myself out of this carb dependence because I was a carbaholic. Well, your, your explanation was that you just genetically, you genetically do much better with carbs. I remember you telling me that. Uh, yeah, 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 I thought that. And it's crazy that I actually said that. But um. <laughs> I, I can eat desserts because I'm genetically <laughs> gifted. I remember that statement one night. <laughs> oh man, sometimes we, we were so clouded in our thinking. Um, so what I had to do, I had to introduce good fats into my diet. Well, this is important because like, I, I think this is where a lot of people get very discouraged. What you're about to say is like, you have fl- to flash cl- the warning signs here. This is important. You have to clean out the bad fats, okay, which I hope this podcast will highlight the bad fats, and you have to get good fats into your diet. So, for example, we started you know, putting olive oil on our vegetables at night when we were cooking it, uh, adding it coconut oil in the morning was my creamer instead of... Um, if you go, do you know all creamers out there are made with vegetable oil, Bo? Yeah, but they're sugar-free. Come on, man. I was drinking that like just tons. Yeah, sugar-free though. I mean, it's all about the advertising, right? That was the hardest thing to get rid of. Yeah. So I replaced it with uh, regenerative organic uh, coconut oil. Um, 
And then you have to get, get, get these good clean burning fats in your body before you can transition off the carbs. Yeah. And so that's what happened to me. Once I did that, then well, number one, I, I, I realized that my body didn't, didn't want the carbs. It's just like it had a new fuel source and I could transition off of the carbs and it, it broke that cycle for me. Yeah. So that, that's what Mark Sisson talks about in that 21 day keto fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I use keto lightly because I don't, I don't think that's like the, the fix to everything. But what he says is you, you can't start fasting or intermittent fasting or go into ketosis. And I'm going to throw in you can't lose weight uh, until you fix the energy issue. Yeah. And so that, that's what you're alluding to. That's, that's the reason correct. I thought what you were going to say is be so important. Yeah. Like you have to fix that energy production issue before you worry about your weight. Yep. Right. Because it'll follow the weight will follow. But you need to focus on eating to repair your energy cycle and you, the, the ability for your body to produce energy before you can. And, and he wrote that book saying you can't do ketosis unless you fix all this stuff first. Because if, 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 you know, say this was six months ago, me, if I would have went more than four hours without eating, I get a headache, I get irritable, I, I, my oh, blood sugar's it. going oh, down. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what the problem is, my body couldn't tap into the fat reserves. And so if you're, if you're out there and saying, man, I, I've, I've got to eat every four hours, then you're in this cycle. And the way to, to break it is get these good, clean fats into your life and get the bad fats out. Yeah. My, my kids think I'm a little weird because uh, every morning I take a shot of omega-3s, so SFH fish oils. Uh, Got to be smartly harvested, uh, have to be the right source. So I'm getting this big dose of omega-3s in the morning. And then I take two tablespoons of olive oil. Just shoot that stuff, man. It's and, good. And, and, and we get, this is a whole other podcast, but even, <laughs> even if you start gravitating towards healthy oils, you still got to be conscious, right? You still got to do your research. Um, but I, I, it's because I know if I leave the house and I'm not in control specifically of what food I'm going to take in, I don't, I don't know what's in it, right? And so that's my way of saying up front, I'm going to get some of this healthy stuff that I need even before I leave the house. And emphasis there, that doesn't, it, it depends on how you determine fast, but I'm getting no insulin stimula- stimulation. So I'll call that a fat fast, right? So I'm, I'm eating fats first thing in the morning, but I get no, no carbohydrate, no insulin stimulation. So I'm still pretty much fasting. And then you're doing the same thing with your MCT oil, your medium chain triglyceride or your coconut oil first thing in the morning. You're getting energy, but it's in the form of healthy fats. Yeah. And it's all, all in an effort to retune that mitochondria, right? I don't want to get off in the weeds and I could get off in the weeds. Right I, I think we're going there. Go okay. ahead. Uh, but you know what happens when you eat all this fat in the morning? What happens with your insulin response? I'm, I'm assuming it stays flat it's unless flat. you're talking about the cortisol bump in that's the morning. That's exactly yeah. right. So that's something that, again, we're going to save that podcast yeah. for how our insulin responds to fats. Um, you don't know anything about that, do you? Oh, I, oh that's another, another <laughs> podcast. I want to talk about yeah. that, just insulin response and a continuous glucose monitor. Um, so one thing, I, I, if I was sitting out there saying, okay, well, I'm hearing y'all talk, what, what are good fats? What are good fats? Um, so I'll give you my big picture and then you throw in. Okay. Um, grass-fed beef. Fed and finished. Fed and finished. Uh, any kind of dairy product, yogurt, milk, um, anything that is grass-fed 
organic, okay? Okay. Butter, uh-huh. uh, Kerry, uh, Kerry Gold, do you are you in that Kerry Gold? Oh yeah. Butter, that's from uh, Scotland or? Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Ireland. Uh, fantastic. Um, coconut oil, uh-huh. okay? Olive oil. Uh-huh. Um, avocado oil. Avocado oil. Um, I'm blanking on some other ones. But fish. Fish. Wild caught. So specific on your fish, cold water fish, the smaller the fish, the better. Non-predatory. Yeah, they don't eat other fish. Yeah. Um, what other things? Uh, that covers it that just about. It? I mean, there's uh, some minute stuff out there uh, otherwise. But I think if you if you gravitated towards those changes, you make a huge impact. Another thing, so where are the omega-6s and omega-3s and how to be careful on not consuming too many, too many omega-6s? So this is the way I see it. Omega-6 fatty acids are mostly in seeds, mm-hmm. okay? This is another interesting thing. I'm gonna go off in the weeds. So, We're already in the weeds. Okay, so think of this. Say, let's take a hibernating bear, all right? When a bear's fixing to go into hibernation, he eats a lot of seeds, okay? a lot of fruit, we can ha- save that for another fructose and fruit can cause us to get fat, okay? But he particularly lacks a lot of seeds because it his omega-6 ratio goes up and it slows his metabolism down to get through the winter. Whoa, mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Awesome? Isn't that awesome? So omega-3s are mostly in green things. Uh, they're made in chlorophyll, which is in plants. Um, that's how they convert energy from the sun to to actual uh, organic acids. So anything green, any vegetable uh, that's gonna have some omega-3s, but then fish, these small fish, they consume algae, which have this chlorophyll, and that's why their omega-3s are high. So that's kind of the big picture that I, I kind of think of. Avoid a lot of seeds if you wanna get your omega-6s down. Anything that eats a lot of seeds, like grain-finished beef, uh, pork that's all grain finished. Um, I don't think we're going to get a sponsorship from Sweet Brand. I think you've ruined our opportunity. I did. That's okay. I, the, the sooner we drive them out of business, <laughs> the better. It'll save our patients some, some health crisis. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're going to win that battle. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be grassroots. <laughs> we're going to have to start right here with this one podcast and grow from there. I'm going to make a lot of people in the panhandle upset, Bo. Yeah. You know I'm from around here. Well, hopefully a lot of people are listening to this podcast. <laughs> Um, so if I, let's just, let's just boil it down to like, Hey, I, I'm, 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 I'm buying what you're selling. Mm-hmm. What are some small changes I can make? Yeah. So I think, uh, anything packaged, get rid of it, uh, or start, this is my little girls. When I started teaching them about this, they started picking up everything that they were eating that were packaged and they're like, dad, this has vegetable on it. And that's where it kind of just opens your eyes. It's in all your salad dressings. It's in, in anywhere you go out to eat and get something fried, mm-hmm. they're gonna cook it in vegetable oil. But even if grilled, that's, that's the tricky part, right? Because, you know, uh, I mean, not to bring up our, my, my failures, uh, but you know, when I was eating a salad at BSA <laughs> and- Oh, I forgot this. Uh, this we, we, is, we've already this mentioned is it. Epic. This yeah, is epic. <laughs> yeah, it's already been on a previous podcast, but you know, I thought I was making this really healthy choice and then come to find out for two years, I'd been making like the worst choice in the freaking cafeteria. Yeah, I wanted to get that for a Christmas for you. Uh, uh, that jar that came out of there and it says not olive oil. Not, of all, not olive oil. But anyways, uh, like, so if you go out to a restaurant and you're like, oh, well, uh, I'll get a steak, I'll get a piece of chicken, I'll get some fish and a side salad, right? 
you're being healthy, man. Friends are going to look at you weird. Uh, no to the bread. Like you pass on all the things you know are unhealthy. So I'm going to, I'm going to eat these things that I know or think are healthy. But then that chicken's cooked in vegetable oil and that salad dressing is pure vegetable oil. Um, and it just like you thought you were being healthy. That to me, that's what the most criminal part of this is, right? You got, you got a restaurant and it, it's not a steak cooked in butter. It's a steak cooked in canola oil uh, or absolutely. vegetable oil. And that's, that happens all the time. Right. And that, it's every restaurant. Like, because I, it's cheaper than your olive oil. Yeah. And, and you, it, I'm just saying like that, that's the reason eating out is so bad. Yeah. Right. This is, I think this last week after reading that book I was telling earlier, I think the one statement, if I was to pass on, pass on information to any patient or any person, the way to get back healthy, if you want to take control of your health and become the healthiest version of yourself, you have to get in the kitchen. You have to know where you're buying your, your product from. What, what you may not have, you may not know exactly what farm, but you need to know if it's grass finished, where it's coming from. You need to purchase all your oils uh, because um, getting back in the kitchen and cooking is probably the single thing that you can uh, transform your life and make it healthy. Yeah, we, we can end it with this this little story because I remember, you know, growing up, like you know, my grandma. I mean, they would cook with lard, mm-hmm. you Which know, is not beef, bad for yeah, you. beef tallow, like yeah, beef rendering. I guess is what they would call it back in the old day. And I can remember, like you know, they they would go through these health revolutions, like wow, oh, we can't eat that 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 fat anymore we can't cook with that and so then they went to crisco and they got even unhealthier then my grandparents had heart attacks and they got had strokes and they were doing all these things that they thought were the right thing the government was telling them that that was what was healthy yeah well the government and and subsidiaries you know yeah um i just think back on that man like where you know where did it go wrong well you know it's 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 there's been a lot of studies looking at this that, but people do listen. They listen to governmental advice. They listen to industry. I mean, and just the labels out there can be so deceiving. And what I, I think the one thing that I've learned during COVID is educate yourself, read books, listen to podcasts. Uh, because like, like this one, like this one, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> this, this information can, I just, I think change your life and, um, and information's power. I know we've rambled on and we've probably confused more people than we've uh, cleared things up, but we hope this spurs your your desire. Yeah, your interest to learn more about this. And um, yeah, I, on, on the Facebook post, I'm gonna try to include some some websites that, that kind of leads you to maybe a better understanding of what we're talking about. Um, but I, I, I could honestly say we're, we're to, you know, you and I are, we're, we're speaking from testimony here. Mm-hmm. We came from a place where we weren't conscious of this and we're at a place where we're now conscious of it. And I can say my life has changed physically, you know, mentally because of it. It's crazy just number one, how much clearer you think, your energy level, my energy level is the best it's been. Uh, I could go right now and fast for several days because my body can tap into those fat reserves. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a fun state to be in. Um, and it's all about just educating yourself, learning this stuff, and then implementing it and getting back in the kitchen. Okay. Well. All right, so when are you going to have me on? I want to talk about insulin response. There's a lot of things that we started talking about that I want to come back. Well, you're so available time-wise. 
I mean, tomorrow, you know, you know, uh, no, we should get back to it pretty quickly. Uh, we apologize for not getting a podcast out for a couple of weeks. So we hope we didn't lose all 80 followers that we've accumulated. Um, always, you know, if you, as you guys click on this from Facebook, if there's questions, if there's topics you really want to hear, uh, just leave, leave that feedback. Um, but otherwise we wish you well and happy hunting when it comes to health and wellness. And what are you going to eat tonight, Blue? Uh, so uh, probably tonight we're going to do pasture-raised uh, pork chops. And then my girls, they love kale. We're going to toss in a little olive oil, salt it, and uh, cook it. And then probably another vegetable, um, either broccoli or asparagus. Um, lots of olive oil, pasture-raised, grass-finished, all those types of things. Any, any, anything like that's uh, man, a meat and a vegetable, that's what I love. Okay. And I'm going to leave it with this statement. A lot of people are hearing these, these quotes and thinking, oh, that stuff's expensive. And yeah, I'd say pasture-raised, organic, uh, regeneratively produced is, but my thoughts on this is you're going to pay that money some way or the other, either on your health bill or on your grocery bill. What That's, do you think? I, I totally agree with that. Uh, number one, uh, these products, the flavor profile, once you eat them, you will never go back. Um, number two is, this is interesting, I'm speaking from a farmer perspective. Right now, corn is very expensive in America, and that's what's driving the beef price up. So when you're grass finishing cattle, corn price hasn't, it doesn't affect you. And so that price has not changed. It's all the beef that's being grain fed that's going way up. So honestly, you probably find it comparable. All right. Or Anything cheap. else? No. Have me back soon. Okay, thank you.